0: chapter twenty five of cock house at fellsgarth by talbot baines Reed. this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter twenty five the watch-tower wally's study he always liked to call it a study but his friends preferred to call it a den could comfortably accommodate six the juniors had frequently to own that nine the normal size of the party was a jam when in addition to that a big brawny man was thrown in it came to be a serious question as to how the four walls would sustain the strain wally however was determined to manage somehow he indignantly rejected percy's offer to his more spacious apartment over the way no he had captured the lion he and d'arcy and they would entertain him in their own den after all it was not so bad it only meant letting the fire out and putting one chair in the fender and shoving the other end of the table which had been doubled in length by the addition of the table out of a neighbouring room that was within four inches of the same height close up against the door which it was just possible to shut as however the door opened outwards it was necessary for the gentleman occupying the foot of the table to sit out in the passage much to the inconvenience of the casual passers-by to a shy man like mr rollitt it was a difficult position to find himself the honoured guest of nine young gentlemen like these thank ye kindly young master said he when ashby relieved him of his hat and fisher minor of his bag and percy undermined him with a chair and Coddle handed him the boy's own paper and cash came in with the hassock and d'arcy put a railway rug over his knees wally whose ideas of hospitality were of the old school deemed it expedient while tea was being served to engage his guest on the subject of the weather rather finer the last few days than it was the other week when it rained said he rollitt's having fine weather for his trip this was an artful way of introducing the topic of the hour thank you kindly yes he's bound to be somewheres is my alf replied mr rollitt it's all right we're backing him up he made a ripping run for the school against rendlesham he bashed the ball through the scrimmage you know and then nipped it up right under their noses and ran it through they couldn't collar him he bowled em over right and left and danced on em and landed the touch clean behind the post he meant no harm young gents didn't my alf he ain't often violent. he ain't there's no offence i hope said the father quite overwhelmed by this alarming recital no it was a jolly good run you ought to have seen it i and my lot were up the oak you know we could have tucked you in my young brother percy and his modern cads kids i never can pronounce it were on the steps oh said the poor guest feeling he ought to reciprocate the civility of his entertainers steps is nice things to be on when you ain't got nowheres else tea shouted fisher minor who with ashby had been busily charging the table it was now the turn of the hosts to be shy at this late period of the term funds had run low and extras were at a premium a busy hour had been spent during the forenoon in both houses collecting outstanding debts contracting loans at the point of the sword and laying out the contents of the common purse at the shop in delicacies suitable to the occasion abernethys and ham of course figured prominently the cake and jam was rather a scratch lot as they mostly consisted of outsides and pot-ends collected from various sources and amalgamated into one stock but to compensate for this wally had managed to get round the matron and by representing to her the delicate nature of the entertainment wheedled her out of a pot of extra special tea and a small jug of cream for the rest there were the relics of the cock-house commissariat a cocoa-nut generously contributed by fisher-major and the usual allowance of bread and butter the principal delicacy of the feast however was contributed by a fair lady and to percy belonged the honour and glory of its acquisition on his way from hall he had run flop into the arms of mrs stratton who was carrying in her hands a small basket of hot-house grapes i'm awfully sorry i say mrs stratton said the culprit as the basket and its contents fell to the ground so am i said mrs stratton There's two bunches out of three not bashed said percy on his knees picking up the ruin i say mrs stratton if you'd let me pay for the other i can give you twopence a week beginning next week i'd rather you know mrs stratton laughed pleasantly it was always a satisfaction she told her husband to come into collision with a junior he always got the best of it no thank you wheatfield but i tell you what you must do all serene mrs stratton said percy submissively preparing himself for a hundred lines at least one of the bunches is damaged you must take it and get your friends to help you eat it good-bye on the whole therefore the spread provided for mr rollitt was a respectable one and not likely to do discredit to his entertainers he was installed in the place of honour in the fender while occupying the seat in the passage the others ranging themselves on either side of the board they watched their guest's eye somewhat anxiously to detect in it any signs of predilection for any particular dish but he poor man was too bewildered by the novel experience he was undergoing to betray any symptoms of appetite what'll you have said percy presently well if you've got a bit of bread and cheese and a drop of something i don't mind thank you kindly this was rather a damper but wally was equal to the emergency have it abernethy that's what rollitt's been living on you'll like it we keep a stock in our shop only a penny each said ramshaw explanatorily better have some jam with it said cottle like some tea inquired d'arcy who had charge of the pot beginning to fill up a mug the size of the slop basin with the matron's extra special the cake's not so bad there's several lumps not a bit stale said ashby if you like coconuts," said fisher minor my brothers lent us one and i'll cut you a chunk and there's some grapes for you when you're ready said percy proudly a present from a lady the awkward thing was that in their eagerness to see their guest eat none of the juniors took anything they continued to pile up the good man's plate till he didn't know where to begin and fairly bewildered him by each commending the excellence of his own particular delicacy thank ye young gents i ain't much of a eater when i'm away from home no more ain't my elf but i'll take a snack anyhow whereupon to their delight he commenced an onslaught on the viands before him every morsel he ate being followed by eighteen admiring eyes into his mouth he made short work of the abernethys and cake tossed off the tea as if it were a thimbleful jerked down the hunk of cocoanut gulped the grapes and generally gave the spectators an admirable and comprehensive performance they were charmed so much so that out of sheer pleasure they began to eat too the meal if brief was a merry one mr rollitt took a special fancy to the abernethys a choice which of course put the shop directors in an ecstasy they only reproached themselves that they had not provided twelve instead of six at length partly because there was nothing left but lukewarm water and the toughest crusts of the cake and partly because the guests appetite was beginning to flag the solid portion of the meal came to an end and the social began after sundry nudgings and whisperings and signals among the juniors wally filled up his cup with warm water and rose to his feet ladies and gentlemen he said i you know that is shut up young cash unless you want to do it instead of me it's this way you see you chaps i sort of think we ought to drink the health of rollitt's governor he's a good old sort and we're backing up old rollitt it wasn't a very grand spread there'd have been some sardines if you'd come last week but that greedy pig Darcy, go on it was you finished them three in two gulps protested the outraged d'arcy look here young d'arcy said wally seriously am i making this speech or are you if you don't shut up i'll jolly well make you we hope you've liked it and don't mind our drinking your health you know it'll be jolly when old rollitt turns up we'd ask you again to-morrow you know only the grubs run short Therefore, I had much pleasure in proposing your health. The toast was drunk with acclamation. The party joining in for he's a jolly good fellow, much to the alarm of the occupants of the neighbouring studies who flocked out in the passage to see what the noise was about. wallie assured them there was no grub left, so they needn't hang about. but a good many of them remained all the same to hear mr rollitt's speech thank ye kindly young masters began he with his usual formula i ain't no scholard like my alf is he could talk to you straight i'm sorry he ain't here gents he's bound to be somewheres and i'm sure it's no offence meant his going away i likes your style and i hopes that young fly-by-night who says my alf's a thief will tell him so to his face my alf'll settle him proper Them as pays for my alf's schooling which its two kind ladies masters as my missus was kinder foster-sister to means to make a gent of my alf but bless you he'd sooner be along of me in the building trade not that my alf ain't a scholar and can't behave himself he do behave beautiful to his mother does alf and ain't nothing of a fine gent at home so there i tell you straight and no offence meant young masters i like your style i do don't you take on about my alf bein a-missing he's bound to be somewheres i knowed him do it afore when things went contrary but he wasn't fur off and come back only don't let him cop hold of that there jumper as says he's a thief or there'll be a row in the ouse why my elf's that straight he wouldn't rob a dog of his bone not if he was starving that's flat so here's to you young gents and if you happen to be passing near crackstone way me and my missus'll be proud to see yer here's luck the speech was rapturously applauded not only by the party present but by the knot of fellows in the passage who were taking advantage of the necessarily open door to join in the proceedings as outsiders wally however resented the intrusion and as soon as the speech of the evening was ended ordered one of the tables to be cleared and placing his chair upon it made room for the door to be closed on the intruders much to their disappointment after the favourable reception of his speech mr rollitt became very much more at home and produced a pipe from his pocket which he proceeded in the most natural way to light. his hosts gazed in a somewhat awestruck way at the proceeding but wally gave the right cue that's right mr rollitt make yourself at home so i are you see in my days schooling warn't what it is now this here school must be a of, it's not bad said percy you see there was a jolly row on this turn between the classics and our lot and they had to be taken down a bit did they retorted wally very indignant how many pigs did you come down who had to get our chaps to come and give them a leg up every other day who swindled the elections and got licked on the hands eh who got their football bagged and couldn't get it back who got kicked out of the front row at the Rendlesham match armony chance armony said mr rollitt waving his pipe encouragingly the rebuke was opportune it wasn't fair to the guests to squabble before him we've stashed all that said percy presently they got civil to us so we got civil to them and we're all in the shop together and we're all backing up old rollitt ain't we you chaps and we're going down in a lump for the clubs and we all shelled out for this do so it's all right now see mr rollitt thought he did and nodded amiably you see it's not much larks unless we're all in it we went up hawk's pike you know no said mr wally how did that happen well it was this way you see began percy taking up as was his wont the narrative at a remote period after those classy cads kids you know had shut up wally i said kids can't you spell had caved in who caved in expostulated the classics well after stratton's you know when we started the shop i say you'll have to come and see the shop well it was before that though it was when the row began about quarter not being stuck in that was before that you know brinkman screwed his foot so there was a man short for the team so clapperton that's our prefect you know he's all right now but he hello i say he's gone asleep sure enough mr rollitt weary with his long journey with the excitement of the day and with the excellence of the tea had dozed off comfortably on his chair in the fender with his pipe in his mouth percy felt it unnecessary to pursue his lucid narrative and the nine hosts sat watching their man as his head mounted forward and the urgent necessity for a snore presently rendered the position of the pipe no longer tenable it was a triumph no man could have gone off like that unless he had felt thoroughly comfortable the railway rug was again produced and laid over his knees and his feet were gently lifted on the hassock and a pillow was neatly inserted at the back of the chair and all looked so snug and the hospitable juniors were so pleased with the result that they had the vanity to let the door stand open so that all who passed by might see how comfortable they could make a guest when they liked to heighten the effect they decided to do their preparation on the spot and so not only impress the sleeper when he awoke but advertise themselves to the outside world as boys who by no means neglected the serious side of school life for its lighter functions it must be owned that next day when the work thus accomplished was subjected to the microscopic test of the master's eyes it was not any better some said it was even worse than usual that had nothing to do with the present wally who put his chair out again in the passage had most of his time occupied in making pantomimic appeals for silence from passers-by to whom he pointed out the figure of the sleeping mr rollitt as a justification the others debarred from speech for it was considered that even a whisper might awaken the sleeper although the violent process of tucking him up just now had failed to do so were reduced to communication with one another in writing which took up so much time and paper that very little of either was left for lessons at last after half an hour's suspense the clang of the house bell for call over broke the spell mr rollitt grunted and yawned and opened his eyes looked about for his pipe inspected the rug on his knees took his feet off the hassock and finally realized where he was i was nigh andy asleep that time said he rummaging in his pocket for a lucifer it's all right we were doing our prep you know now we've got to be called over if you stick here we'll be back in a jiffy and then we'll take you to see the shop said wally Thank ye kindly said the guest don't put yourselves about for me take your time young gents we shan't be long i say wait for us won't you don't you go out with any other chaps they ain't in it you know I ain't a goin with nobody don't you make no mistake was the visitor's satisfactory assurance they had some thoughts about locking him in to make sure of him but decided to trust his parole and trooped down impatiently to call over finding one another to assemble at the shop immediately afterwards whither wally and percy were to conduct their guest to the satisfaction of these young gentlemen the bird was safely in his cage when they returned dimly visible through the smoke looking at the pictures in the illustrated paper he meekly obeyed their summons relieving their embarrassment somewhat by putting his pipe away in his pocket as he rose where's the rest of the pals asked he down at the shop it's not the regular hour you know but we can get in with the key come along mr Rollett the old watch-tower which as the reader knows is the oldest remaining portion of fellsgarth was rather an imposing looking edifice for so mundane an establishment as the school shop the shop indeed occupied only a small apartment on the ground floor which had previously been used as a porter's lodge the remainder of the structure including the disused belfry and watch turret being abandoned to the owls and ghosts and ivy which accorded best with the ancient traditions of the place mr rollitt whose profession sharpened his observation for specimens of bygone achievements in his own line of business noted the venerable exterior before him with admiration that there bit of bricks and mortar said he warn't built yesterday oh it's millions of years old said wally but our shop you know has only just been started they don't make coppins like them to-day repeated mr Wallet. we go in for good grub cheap said percy no shoe leather like bob used to sell i reckon them top courses is a hundred year after this here bottom part not much jerry there neither we boss it among us you know said wally and take turns to serve we don't get a bad profit either here they were joined by the rest of the party but to their disappointment mr rollitt's interest in the shop was small compared with that he showed in the lay of the bricks the run of the beams and the hardness of the mortar they knowed their way about straight those days said he picking away between two of the bricks with his nail try one of our rollitt's particulars pleaded d'arcy in the hope that this invitation at least would interest him but no he went nosing round taking no notice of the stores and putting off all invitations with a thanky kindly not to-day it was a sore blow to his hosts after what they had done for him after the way they had nursed him all day after the tea that they had given him and the pipes he had smoked in their study they could have thrown him overboard in their mortification but the dread lest someone else some of the middle boys for instance should get hold of him and run him decided them to pocket their feelings and back him up still no offence young gents said he presently but if you've a ladder andy i'd like to take a look up there oh there's nothing up there only bats and owls said wally and there's no ladder but mr rollitt pointed out in a corner behind the back of the shop some protruding bits of stone let into the brick evidently with a view to form a rude ladder or stair to the chambers above this promised well an exploration of the watch-tower offered some little compensation for the slight put on their shop i never saw that before said Wally. i vote we go up mr rollitt led the way with all the agility of a practical hodman the steps ended with a trap-door in the ceiling which he pushed up before him mind how you go young gent," said he to his followers one at a time on them stones the trap-door opened into a sort of passage at the end of which was a narrow brick corkscrew staircase it was too dark to do anything but feel their way up mr rollitt leading and testing every step as he went along why said wally suddenly and with a touch of alarm in his voice as they were halting a moment to allow mr rollitt to inspect with the end of a lucifer one of the loophole windows why look up there there's a light they looked and there struggling apparently from under a door which closed the head of the stairs came a streak of light i say it's ghosts said fisher minor let's go back more likely it's my alf said mr rollitt i knowed he was somewheres not fur off he went up followed at a more respectful distance than before by the boys and pushed open the door they heard the sound of an exclamation within and a noise as of some one starting to his feet next moment as the light streamed down the staircase they heard a familiar voice say father that's me alf my boy i knowed you was somewheres andy i say said wally in an excited whisper to his followers we'd best cut back you chaps they don't want us up there the delicate suggestion was appreciated by the party who forthwith made a precipitate retreat we as good as found him that's one thing and nobody else was in it said percy triumphantly rather not keep it mum let's go and light the fire in his room and have some grub ready for him good old rollitt i'm jolly glad he's turned up that's how he got the abernethys said darcy jolly honest to pay for them you don't suppose anybody would collar things out of the shop and not pay for them you lout do you whereat leaving the door on the latch they marched arm in arm across the school green kicking every junior they met and mystifying everybody by whistling at the top of their voices see the conquering hero comes End of chapter twenty five